the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. <clears throat> well, welcome back. Got a little cold there. It's- I, I normally get a cold starts in December and ends in March. And I think a lot of people think, oh, he's got COVID. <laughs> and uh, not, not really. I, I can kind of tell the difference, especially since I was a long hauler. I did, did have it for an extremely long time period. And um, boy, that was miserable. I would not want that to happen to anybody I know, even my uh, people that I don't like that well. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, which are very, very few. Um so if you're new to listening to this, you're just kind of channel surfing and uh, suddenly came across this. My name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. I am the uh, managing partner of Bullington Capital. It's a uh, registered investment advisory firm and located in Fairlawn right off of 77. I mean, I literally can walk out in the parking lot and see I-77. Uh, it's off, off of Route 18 and very easy to get to. Uh, if you hear anything here uh, on this show that you'd like more information on, please feel free to go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. And you can, uh, there's a contact us form there. I'd be glad to try to get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing this for an incredibly long time period. And I'm amazed, um, I guess, the uh, at some of the changes. Actually, the, the thing I get, I think that amazes me the most is that if you can think of an investment strategy back in the day when I first started, you know, there were, oh, I think 1,500 mutual funds. And I think on the New York Stock Exchange, there were 10,000 listed securities listed. Yeah. And uh, now there's like uh, a little over 3,000 stocks that are actually big enough to go into a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund. And there are, uh, um, six or seven thousand ETFs. (laughs) 
nearly twice as many. And if you add all the actively managed mutual funds out there, it's significantly greater. Oh, by the way, I forgot um, at 10, or, I'm sorry, 1120, um, I'm going to have Bob Klingman back on. He's an enrolled agent, tax preparer. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, RMDs, which have changed dramatically. So he's going to uh, kind of go through the highlights there, uh, what you can and can't do, what you should probably be unaware, uh, what you should be aware of. And um, so stay tuned for that. And Bob will give you his phone number if you, you're looking for a tax preparer. Um, he's, he's a good one. I've been referring people to him for years and uh, very, very thorough, which is one of the things I really like about him. Uh, so anyway. And again, if you have questions, now I forgot my laptop today. So I'm actually sitting here staring at the microphone and just kind of rambling on, which is uh, kind of what I do a lot of anyway. <laughs> I do have my uh, cell phone, thank goodness, and uh, got the Wall Street Journal pulled up and looking at some different uh, things that are going on and uh, mostly more of the same of you know what you've heard over the past few months. The uh, big drivers, though, I mean, if you're, you're looking at my the two things, I think that are going to offer better long term returns, the fixed indexed annuities are I think they're going to offer a better return than most people will do on their fixed income. And they'll they'll do a lot better than a lot of people will do on their stock investments, because I see that often where people are uh, they're in the right funds, but they panic and they get out particularly in 401k plans, because, you know, there's nobody there really to, to kind of coach you on the, on the 401k. Yeah. You can log in and get a bunch of stuff from you know somebody. Uh, you should be able to talk to somebody. Some of them offer that service. Most of them do not. But when the average person's left to their own devices, you know, it's really scary. Uh, the news, the news is basically, uh, oriented to negative news. Why? Because, you know, psychologically that gets more attention than positive news does. And the news, one of their jobs is to sell ads. And if you're not reading the articles, you're not seeing the ads. So they're going to go with those things that are the easiest way to get your attention. And the easiest way to get your attention is to, to try to scare you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of good stuff that goes on in this world. It, it just blows my mind how much, when you think about it, there are 3,000, actually a little over 3,000, not, not a ton over, but 3,000 companies big enough to be included in the stock indexes that are publicly traded. Okay. So a little over 3,000. Now the Russell 3,000, it's going to make up 99.5% of that. And to get into that group, you have to have an enormous amount of sales. You have to have an enormous amount of employees. And uh, uh, just those two items by themselves, I mean, it, it's, it's outrageous to me how much money is involved in that, but it's also very comforting because that money's not going to go anywhere. Uh, those companies are going to there will there will be lots of changes, by the way. Some of them will go away. Some of them will get bought out and some of them are going to merge with other companies and then you're going to have new companies coming around. Uh, the new companies coming around in the ne over the next five or 10 years 
probably going to be related somehow to the grid, uh, electricity. I know you hear me talk about that and you're probably a little tired of it because most people get tired of something, oh, probably about 30% of the way through till it actually arrives. <laughs> and I can't tell you how long I talked about electric cars in this company called Tesla. And people are going, what, who? And I'm going, just wait, you know, you'll see. And now everybody's like, oh yeah, well, anybody could see. Yeah, well, go back and listen to my radio shows from the early 2000s before that those companies even existed. Okay, so, and it's not magic. I mean, it's, it's, I like what I do. That That's what it is. And I read a lot. So, and uh, what's really kind of nice for me today is anything out there worth watching or worth uh, reading, there's probably a YouTube video on it. I mean, it's unbelievable how many videos, and I, it's in the millions that get produced every day. Okay. And every news, every major news source will rebroadcast their stuff online, uh, stuff that you are paying good money for to get in your cable subscription. That's probably also available on YouTube. Uh, they have a tendency to delay it a little bit so that the people who are paying get it first. But uh, it's, it's really amazing to me to see how much information is available there. And, and not just YouTube, but the Energy uh, Information Agency, EIA, they're online. There's a, a, a ton of schools that uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology has got a website. A lot of the California leading edge uh, technology companies have their own websites and they publish and they put out information just to kind of let you know what they're working on. And, you know, it's it's good PR. It's actually excellent PR. I mean, I, I read the, the Steve Jobs authorized biography it was only like 700 pages. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it was a big book. So it was Warren Buffett's by the way, but the, uh, but Steve Jobs, he used to call, I forget the, the name of the guy, but uh, he was a uh, journalist, one of the top journalists in the country, worked for one of the most popular magazines and uh, um, they were also providing information for uh, newscasts and whatnot. But anyway, he would call this guy every Sunday night. Every Sunday night, he'd call him and talk to him about what was going on. Now, and the, the guy's um, wife eventually got upset because the guy knew that he should probably stay erect, stick around because Steve Jobs is going to give him some information that he's probably not giving to other people, at least not yet. And so I just thought it was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, it's amazing if you have time, you know, what you can find out, especially if it's publicly traded now. I've got this service, it's called Charts, and you can go look up their financial statements and it goes back uh, 20 or 30 years. Uh, it's mind boggling. And it's the actual information that gets filed with the SEC. Why is that important? Well, because they have guidelines and a lot of the stuff that they publish, if you look down in the fine print, it will say, you know, they've, they've modified the data for, to make it clearer or whatever the, uh, um, because they feel like the format that they have to submit it to the government in, uh, sometimes could be potentially misleading. Uh, so can reinterpreting it by the way. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you gotta have to kind of watch, but I like the fact that you can see it as it's reported 
That that's pretty good. I should uh, charge these guys for the plug. By the way, you can uh, you can actually get it as an individual. It's kind of expensive. Um, they have a a cheaper version. If you just want to look a company up, uh, it's a lot less money. So you just type in the symbol, and it'll show you all the financial statements on the companies going back. I don't know, probably twenty years or longer. It depends on how long that company's been around, too. Incidentally. But in today's age, it's a uh, it's interesting to see all this happen. Uh, I, I really like the uh, the ability to, to be able to stay up to date a lot easier. It wouldn't be easy if I weren't doing this, you know, for a living. Um, it would be incredibly. It's just a lot of information to, to try to keep up with. There's a, um, yeah, there's just a lot, and man, and it's changing. I mean that. That's the part that gets me. I mean, I think a lot of times they're changing just for the sake of change. And somebody in the marketing department said, you know what? We need to reorganize this whole thing. (laughs) And suddenly you go to the website and it doesn't look like it used to. It doesn't work like it used to. It's all different. Yep, that's that's the modern day. Uh, Don't worry about it. It's kind of like when I was growing up. And I'll never forget my uh, sixth grade. I think it was sixth grade. Yep, my sixth grade science teacher. And uh, it's uh, uh, Mr. White. And he was always teaching us all this stuff. And uh, it was amazing how much in that class applies to the stock market today. And he was teaching us the uh, scientific, scientific testing processes and how you would write down a uh, um, what you thought might happen, and then you designed a test to make sure that what you thought would happen actually did happen. And when it didn't happen, you you rewrote the test and tried it again. <laughs> and I raised my head. I was like, you know that that sounds an awful lot like trial and error. <laughs> and he just laughed. He said, "Well, it kind of is. It's the scientific method." Um, but see, they have to put oh, a three-syllable word in there to make it sound important. <laughs> and it is. I mean, it is. I forget how many times, I don't know, Bell tested a light bulb before he got one to work, but it was over a thousand times. I mean, talk about having diligence, holy cow, and patience. And, you know, I'm, I wonder who supported him during that time period. <laughs> It's like the guy that uh, invented the, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the vacuums, the, uh, oh, my mind is going, I mean, don't get old people, but uh, there are these vacuums in, in they're very uh, uh, modern, you know, they're uh, very popular, actually, I, I think, I, I own a couple of them. Anyway, the, the designer is a billionaire, uh, it's from England, was an engineer, and it took him five years to build his first working prototype. Five years. I can't believe he stayed married. Because, <laughs> yes, he was married. But I uh, didn't have kids, though. But five years, that, that's a lot of diligence. And I, I look around and I see how far we've come just during my lifetime. And we've got a long way to go. I mean, the, the grid's going to have to be redone from, uh, not from, scratch, but an awful large portion of it is going to have to be replaced. The demand is continuously increasing a little bit faster than the population growth. Figure that one out. 
Why are we using more electricity per person uh, than we used to? But, you know, the, the jobs that that creates are uh, astounding. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to have that as a background or a uh, backstop or whatever you want to call it. But it's not going to stop. And when you think about all the things that you use electricity for, that, that's just not going to stop. And they've got to use wind and they have to use solar and they have to use natural gas and they have to use coal. Um, they need to do uh, pay attention to doing it clean. Uh, cleaning the coal up, see, is expensive. So uh, they need to, but they still need to do it because you just can't handle all the capacity or the necessary capacity with just one or two of those items. So it's everything. What does that mean? It means jobs. It means good paying jobs. It means that the economic future uh, can only be messed up. And, and it will be. I mean, the politicians get involved and it slows everything down. But, uh, you know, that's normal. <laughs> that's basically how we got this far. And that's how we're going to continue to go. But uh, I look into the future and I feel really optimistic. Um, there, are, there are more projects than we can actually handle. And uh, at least if you try to handle them all at once. And they're big projects. And they're going to make up a larger and larger portion of the overall economy. And when people are working, getting paid, they buy shoes, they buy groceries, they live in housing, they drive cars, you know, all that stuff, everything grows, everything benefits. So what's my point behind all this? Well, since I have about 15 seconds or so before I have to go to commercial break, I guess we'll have to wait until I come back before I can talk about that. But, but the benefit of all this stuff, it benefits everybody. I mean, it really does. It's not that it's not risky or risk-free. Um, there's a lot of volatility involved. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. It's Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. Bobcat Goldthwait. I had a woman come up to me in an airport and say, I don't mean to insult you, but you look like Bobcat Goldthwait. Since Bobcat's first appearance on The David Letterman Show, Bob has gone on to have a thriving career as a writer, director, actor, and stand-up comedian. Two shows, February 3rd and 4th, at Landall's Mohican Castle. And a dinner will be served, too. Be prepared to laugh. Get your tickets now. LandallsMoheganCastle.com And join us overnight for as low as $118. Dr. Sebastian Gorka agrees with Gingrich. We now have a president of the United States who, for all practical purposes, runs a criminal family. His two brothers, his son, and he personally profited from it. It's a crime cartel. The Biden crime cartel. Yeah, he said it out loud. God bless you, Gingrich. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Jay Sekulow at 6 on AM 1420. The Answer. Or on iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. All right, I'm back, and I've got Bob Klingman on the line. Bob, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, thanks for holding on there for a couple minutes. The uh, Bob is an enrolled agent, and we were going. To, he came up graciously on last week's show, and we're going to have him. Uh, we're having him back here today. If you have a question for Bob, you can always call us two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. That's here in the station. Or you can actually email me, uh, Bill at BullingtonCapital.com, and I can forward it to him. Or, Bob, why don't you give uh, give out your email address? Uh, my email address is DispatchTax at AOL.com. I oh. still have AOL. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that takes me back. Um, dispatch yep. Tax, yeah. Dispatch Tax at AOL. So if you have a, a question, you hear something here. And we were going to talk a little bit today about the SECURE Act. And uh, the only thing I think that's really secure about this is that it's very difficult to understand, and that's pretty secure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, it, it, things will change. Yes, the changes here. It's it's amazing to me. But anyway, so I just thought I would uh, ask you what you think the uh, most uh, important changes are for the average person. If you want to think about that, that's fine. Um, but uh, I'm just looking at the individuals that were be- that were required to be start out start taking rmds and they've pushed that back now and they uh, have back you know i was thinking about that too uh it's now going to be 73 for this year um the starting age is for this year it's gone from 72 to 73 
And then they're pushing that back out to, in 2033, it will be 75. So, you know, I started thinking about that, and I'm thinking, boy, I'm 65 now. I think more they keep pushing it out, so, you know, they just keep, I don't know, they keep pushing it out there. Which is really funny. The uh, You know, the average life expectancy in America is just a little over 70 years. <laughs> so they're pushing that out. And it's and, and that brings me to the point that you know how the market's been last year. Right. And, you know, they keep saying as you get older, you have to modify your investments. You know, are you right. going to be in stocks? You're going to be in bonds. But right. I'm planning on, you know, okay, I planned several years ago to be in for 10 years. Right. And then I had to take it out. Well, now they pushed it back, you know. Right. You know, at what point do I jump in and I change or or do I just leave it go? That's where you come in. Yeah. yeah. And that, that really, for us, uh, has always been kind of a function of we're going to take a look at how old you are, uh, whether you're required to take money out, and what is your risk tolerance? Because that's the key factor right. there. Um, when I get people, uh, I've, I've seen it my entire career. Uh, people come in, they're you know, pretty gung-ho, and then when the market's down 15 or 20%, they're you know, scared and they go back to cash and they, you know, they, they, don't, they don't understand that they're trying to time the market. That, and they'll argue with it, but that is the actual definition of market timing. I'm going to get out when it starts going down and I'm going to get back in when it starts going up. Well, if it were that easy, <laughs> right. You know, nobody would ever have to work. Ever. Right. Right. And I, I think, you know, and I've seen it personally myself that as when it, the market's a roller coaster, when it goes down, it will come back up. And yeah. as you said, there's no timing that, you know, so right. do you, I know people that have gotten out, and said, "Boy, I should have never gotten out because it got back in." So that's yeah. it, it's hard. It's it's very difficult to trust. It really is. Yeah. So this is uh, and this is one of the reasons, especially when you've got taxable accounts. Holy cow! You want to talk about you know yeah. adding fuel to the fire? The uh, you've got to now you got to do all that accounting. You you may end up paying capital gains taxes on stuff you sold. Uh, in, uh, in on top of the fact that it's actually worth less, and then you're going to generate taxes. So really important. And, and here's the key question for everybody. I've, I've been doing this for over 30 years. I still haven't found a questionnaire that nails somebody's risk tolerance down as, as close as this one question does. And the question is, how much of a decline do you think you could stand to go through? And that should guide all of your actions. So in, uh, I'll make it easy for you. If, if I have, let's say I've got a, I have a 30% decline tolerance okay? because I'm still working I got another 10 years easy. Um, and, uh, my job is the, the hardest thing about my job is getting up and walking around and getting some exercise. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 mentally it's pretty difficult, but I it, was asked that question back and I think I said, like, I didn't say like you did. My answer was. When I was asked answering the gentleman, I said ten to fifteen percent. He says that's nuts. I go, well, that's what I want to. And then he says, you know, he's talking more along the lines like you said, thirty. And as I get got the years forward now, right? In this past market, I'm looking at 
from 2022. Right. Okay. I will take the 30 because actually I'm only down about 10, 15%. Right. But you have to look at what did it go up in 20 and 21? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, stand there while it's doing that. Oh, it is. That is one of the toughest things to all of investing is when you're going through the corrections. And that, that's what my number one job, at least I feel it is, is to explain, listen, yeah, I've got a portfolio. The best performing portfolio over the past 10 years has been the one that's a hundred percent in stock. Okay. That's the best performer, but it's been down, uh, that strategy has been down over over 40% at least twice in the last 10 or 20 years. So if you, you can't take, you might not even be able to afford to take that kind of risk. That's what gets really um, spooky. And you hit the nail right on the head right there. You know, it's a matter of age and timing and can you afford it? Do you need the money now? Right. And that is the question. Yep. Do you need the money now? And if you do, well, then that your risk tolerance is going to be a lot less. Oh, you got to have that in a money market account. I mean, that's if you need the money now, yeah, you should not be taking any risk with it. But uh, hey, I got a a phone call and I think he has a question on RMDs. And I'm going to see if I can just push the uh, button there to bring him on board. So, okay. And uh, this is Bill. And you had a question on RMDs? Yes, I do. Um, the, the issue I had with this, um, last year, uh, last year in, in uh, late uh, uh, December, I took my, uh, my uh, uh, IRA and put it into a, uh, uh, an annuity. Okay. Um, I, obviously, this year, the annuities didn't make any money because everything was down, both of the indexes that... Uh, uh, they were both down, and neither neither of them made any money. However, I turned seventy two in, in September of last year. Okay, so I had to take right. an RMD. Right. Okay. So here's the issue: because of some some things, you know, where I was kind of following my investment agent from bank to bank. Uh, I didn't actually actually the. Uh, the RMD check, I still haven't gotten that yet. Right. So, as I understand it, and I'm not sure, and that's why I said the question, um, I'm going to have to tell, well, I have to take that RMD. And I'm under the impression that before the end of next year, I have to do the same. Is that correct? Okay. Did you, do you still, is it in an IRA account? It was yeah. Well, uh, yeah, essentially yes. It's it's. Uh, I, I went into a uh, um, an index annuity. Okay. Okay, but it's it's it. There's a difference between an IRA and an annuity. Okay. Um, the, the well, basic. He, he, I think he's saying that he put the uh, IRA into an annuity. Is that correct, Bill? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I did. Right. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out if 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 it's an annuity. Annuities uh, there are there's no RMDs on annuities, but there is on an IRA. So it's an IRA, yes, well, you do take an RMD. I, I I am required to take an RMD. I mean, I've I've already been told that by uh, uh, 
by by the uh, by the insurance company. So I mean, I knew I had to take an RMD. But I guess the point I'm trying to say is, do I have okay? How the money that I am going to get is not income for last year because technically it's income for this year. Because it's when it's constructively received and gotten by you, which Bill we exactly. spoke about. Right. Bill and I had spoke about this before, about because the timing of the RMDs need to be done early in the earlier in the year because it's time to process. That's part of the well, the matur- my maturity date was not until 22 uh, December. So, in other words, my first full year in the RMD, or I'm sorry, in the uh, in in the annuity was one year was was uh, uh, the 22nd of, of December. Correct. So, so you would have you would have had the April first. Yes. So okay, but April. April 1st, I'm sorry, April 1st of this year is when technically I could have, I could have waited till then Correct. to take it as I understand. But and that, then, been, that would be the first year that I had, but I mean, next year I'll be 73, obviously. You'll have to take it. Well, hopefully if I get there, uh, <laughs> but I'm, you I'm to, curious, I'm going to have to take another RMD. You do. So in other words. Technically, two RMDs in the same year. Right. That's the question. If you, if you decided to wait until April 1st to make that distribution, yes, you would have two in the same year. I have a feeling that you may still, since you initiated the, uh, the, the process in December, that you may be getting a 1099-R for the distribution that you did. Uh, just be on the lookout for that. Okay. So that will be for 2022, and then you have another one that you have to do for 2023. Okay. You'll need to get that in. I, I, think, I think I understand that. Yeah. But yeah. So in other words, what you're telling me is is that that this RMD, even though I won't receive the money until, because, uh, I, I mean, I haven't gotten it yet, so, I mean, you know, we're already into into 2023. Right. Uh, as far as reporting income, which is what obviously the RMD is supposed to be, uh, I will have to report income on 2022 or 2023, and which would be next year, which means I would have to report two RMDs in 2023. Is that what, I, is that what, what I'm looking at? It's possible that you might because of the processing time that it takes. You may have initiated it, but they did not process it until 2023. Okay. Which is why we, Bill and I have spoken about this before, that you need to start the process early enough for them to do the processing. Well, I mean, the issue was obviously that the, 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 my maturity date was not, you know, when you sign a contract on these things, now I could take up to ten percent, you know, every year. If that's right. what I wanted to do. Right. However, the maturity date under which, which, and I mean, the reason obviously, I wanted to leave it there as long as possibly as long as I could, just on the off chance that there was a two or three percent, you know, 
hoping for at least the two two or three percent uh, uh, dividend on on that uh, uh, on on the annuity. Correct. However, not not having anything, it didn't make any difference. But the income itself, it, it, I I won't get until this year, and so as a result, now. I've set up to make sure that on the maturity date, I'm on my, uh, yeah, on the maturity date, that that's the date that they process the check. And that's great. So that's next wonderful. year, next year, what I, what, what will happen is I will, I should get the check before, uh, before the end of the year. That is correct. I would just say to be on the lookout for that 1099 hour for 2022, or you can consult your person and see if they are issuing you one for the, for 2022. What year? What year they're okay. going to? What year they're going to issue that for? Okay. Well, like I said, I, I see. In my history, I, I, I'm I'm a contractor, and I, I have. Uh, I, I mean, I've been dealing with 1099s most of my adult life. Okay. Yeah, As a result of that, I, I understand, you know, I understand 1099s and all that other stuff. Right. The thing about it is, is, is you know, sometimes I don't even get the 1099s until after I file my file, file the income tax. Oh, I, year. I am on the permanent <laughs> extension program. <laughs> <laughs> you may not see those. You as well, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I get 1099, and they come after, you know, sometimes they come after the tax returns already due, so I just oh, automatically, you know. But Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's you, what I'm saying. So you understand. Yep. You understand my, uh, I hopefully you all understand my question. Yeah. I, I guess I would understand, ask I understand your question. And, and it's something that I see all the time, and it's, it's a thing like you said. You really have to do your own footwork and find out from them when they're going to issue it, or before you file your taxes, at least wait till the end of February, beginning of March. You know, and if you oh. haven't. I try to wait till April, but. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm, I'm waiting till October. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's why God made extensions, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you hey, I, we, we got to take a real quick commercial break, guys. The uh, okay. and uh, Bill, thanks for calling. If you have, if you want to talk about it further, you can call either me or Bob. We'll give out the numbers again a little bit later. Uh, and Mark, okay. thanks for hanging on. And uh, we're going to take well, a real thank, quick. I just, I just want to tell you, I listen to you almost every Saturday. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So, yeah. All right. Thanks. Well, uh, Thanks, uh, thanks for the information, fellas. No problem. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. If I had only known the last time would be the last time. Rags. They're really important, and I don't mind saying so. Or even getting called the ragged man by my boys. You see, from my earliest days apprenticing with Lee Newberg, I learned about the four things required of a true professional plumber. Answer the phone when the customer calls. Show up on time. Do what you say you're going to do. And clean up your mess. That's it. And cleaning up your mess is one of the most important parts. It's one reason why Lee and I loved working for the older Eastern European ladies in Cleveland. They always had plenty of well-laundered rags. And they let us use them. It just made the job cleaner and easier. 
Plus, they were great ladies. You know, we've always been blessed with the best customers in Cleveland. Nowadays, my sons often find me by the washing machine at the office, cleaning and folding rags. That's how I got named the Rag Man. And I take it as a compliment, because clean rags, and plenty of them, are an essential component to the Wallacadoodle experience. Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ference here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. And we're back. Hey, Bob, you still there? I am here. Okay, I got another caller that wants to ask you a question and he has been patiently waiting and this is uh mark mark are you still there i'm still here <laughs> hey so thanks for waiting and uh you're on the bullington capital report and uh, bob Klingman's here and i guess you had a question for him yes um i have two uh two investing accounts one's an ira and the other one's a taxable okay is there is there an advantage to different types of or disadvantages to dis- different types of investments in different types of accounts, like uh, a master limited partnership. Should that be? Should I be keeping that in an IRA, or should I be keeping that in a uh, taxable account? And same with you know bonds or mutual funds or individual stocks or dividend stocks versus non-dividend stocks or ETFs and right. or mutuals. Right. Any any advice on that? Uh, well, yeah. Here and Bill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? In order to answer that question, you actually have to be able to predict the future with a relatively high degree of accuracy. <laughs> okay. Which um, my crystal ball works as well as your crystal ball right. does. <laughs> exactly. So when it I, reflects sunlight sometimes. <laughs> when I look at it, and I've heard both arguments, you want to put your tax uh, are taxable uh, ETFs into 
a, a Roth IRA because they're going to make more money and the more money you make, the less in money you'll, taxes you'll have to pay. Okay, but that means you're going to leave your bonds in taxable and you're going to pay taxes on 100% of the income. Okay, so what if we put bonds in there and stocks that you don't, or, or ETFs that you're not going to sell right away and with the idea that, well, you know, you don't get a capital gain on an on a ETF until you sell it. A lot right. of them, not all of them, but the vast majority of them, they're very tax efficient. So, and it's going to grow faster. It'll be taxed to the lower rate. Okay. Well, what happens if the market crashes and it's 10 years before you see any return? Yeah, um, that's that, possible. Yeah. So it, yeah, I've only lived through that twice in my lifetime, <laughs> but two 10 year time periods with negative returns are, uh, that's, that's, it's pretty rough. So hard on your intestinal, your energy. So I'm going to tell you what I do. I run all my investment accounts, my taxable and my tax deferred the same. I have stocks, ETFs and bonds, bond funds mainly uh, in both accounts. And I try to keep them fairly balanced because overall I'm looking at the asset allocation of all the assets and it's easier to come in and use the same model in both and just pay the, now I can hear people screaming, all the people that are screaming who put all their bonds in uh, Roths because it's going to be taxable, they're screaming at me. All the people who put their stocks in Roths because it's going to make more money, they're all screaming. So I made everybody mad. <laughs> going to make some people happy and some people mad. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, but th- that's just how I like to do it. If I'm going to, uh, you know, with ETFs, they're they're very tax efficient to begin with. So, yeah, you could put more in there and then put the bonds in your Roth IRA, but the Roth IRA is going to be tax-free and you'll be missing, in the long run, my stocks have done way better than the bonds have. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, I have more stocks than bonds. Yeah, so and it's a matter what of about master. What about master limited partnerships? I was thinking of buying uh, one or two of those, and I was just wondering if uh, if there's special tax uh, considerations on those. The master limited partnerships are basically only difference is is that they pay uh, before all else. They pay the investors first. So that's where they get paid. That that's where you get paid first. Um, they were very popular uh, about five six years ago with the oil industry, especially the delivery system of the oil industry, um, and they do very well. Um, but you have to remember that um, the gains on those uh, or losses or anything like that cannot be taken. Uh, until you dispose of them. So it doesn't mean you lose. If there's a loss within there, you don't lose it. It's just that when it when you sell it, that's when you make up on all these. Now, I had people that were in them for years, and they sold out about three years ago, and several of them had, you know, like, accumulated, you know, $20,000, $30,000 of not losses from the from the masculine partnership but within the business itself the business basically generates losses because they pay you first so if they pay you first there's nothing left and you know the it's basically a loss type business 
Right. They're, they're uh, and you can't losses. claim those losses until you sell that master limited partnership. I do listen to uh, Bill uh, frequently, and uh, and I do consider his advice in uh, very favorably. I do. I have. Uh, I do have a. I do have basically have the same uh, investments in both uh, both my IRA and my uh, taxable account. So, and I do I do have a, a, a you know more than one uh, uh, you know I use his one percent rule and so forth. So, yeah. I do have plenty of diversity in it. So, oh, that's good. Uh, very good. Uh, and uh, you know it's good advice from him. So. I was just wondering, you know, I was just, you know, if it was, there was a tax advantage holding a certain type in a, in a specific type of uh, account, and that was, that's what I was kind of was wondering about. So, by the way, it's I've, not a subject that most people talk about. Right. So, and I've, I've, there's a reason for that. The, uh, I've seen that the tax laws change dramatically on master limited partnerships at least three times in my career. And you know what? So you have to keep up on that because they are they are going going to change from time to time. And uh, okay, it's kind of uh, that, that's one of the reasons I, I'm just I'm not a huge fan because it's so complicated and it takes so much effort. And some they all have different, slightly different structures. They're not identical, and so okay. you, you're going to end up reporting different things for different companies uh, in different ways. And if if it's in an IRA, you don't have to worry about it. You don't. So if you're just looking for the yield and the income, and just remember, though, I, w- I was invested in these a few years ago, and boy, they just got hit hard. I mean, really hard. And uh, yeah, you, you could probably make it back up if, if you waited long enough. I, I waited until I got about a third of it back, and then I just I lost patience with it. But uh, uh, And I'm kind of glad I did because it worked <laughs> It worked out a lot better. Well, now you know why I asked before I leap. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's so. very intelligent. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I try and do the right thing. You know. Yeah. Yep. Doing your homework, right? Right. Absolutely. Yep. So. Well, hey, thanks for calling, Mark. And if you've got any thank further you. questions, just uh, you can reach me in the office or shoot me an email. Super. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Well, thank you. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. And I've got uh, Jr. with a question for for me. Why? Good afternoon, Professor. Um, I have my que- my question is one: uh, What specifically is a federal ten ninety nine form? That's that's federal ten ninety nine is just a, a re- is a reporting form. Okay, you you will see them your. 1099R, if you're retired, you will get that. That's for retirement. What about your interest from a bank? You know, you may get oh. a statement. It's a 1099 interest statement. So it's just a reporting of institutions that report income to you. Whether it's taxable or not, that's what you have to determine. But well, they do, uh, and the IRS uh, does match them. That's the biggest thing they do right now is that you know, audits are way down because computers are taking care of things, and computers sure. look okay. We send out a 1099. Does that show up on your return? Is it in the right, proper? Right. Spot? It has to be in the proper spot. So, are you putting as you get a 1099 INT? You putting it in the proper spot? Are you getting a miscellaneous? Are you putting it in the proper? That's the big thing. 
So if I if I have um, all of my uh, docs, bonds, so forth and so on into a uh, tax free, I wouldn't be getting a ten ninety nine, would I? From a tax free? Yeah, you will get a. Okay, now you have to understand. You will still get a consolidated probably if it's with an you know an investing company or anything like that. You will, you'll get a statement. Um, and it, it will tell you how much on the thing, you know, it will list on there. You'll still right. get a 99, it's get, but people look for a 1099 INT. They're, when you get them from an investment company, they're called 1099 Consolidated Statements. Within, oh, that, statement, okay. it, within that statement is a 1099 INT, a 1099 DIV. They'll list any non-taxable, they'll list everything within there. So it's a reporting... Right. Understood. Um, okay, okay, Doc. And then I do have one other question. If you have a moment, it's sure. kind of complicated. But I have several businesses. One is a non-real estate uh, business that is providing. I'm not getting anything out of it, but I, every year it provides a uh, small amount of taxable income for me, which would be active, I believe. And I have a real estate company that provides passive income. Is there any way that I could use one to offset the other? No. Okay. <laughs> That's a bad. I mean, passive income cannot offset uh, business income. Passive is against okay. passive, and business is against business oh. business income. Now, when you say passive, I, I assume that it's something like a. Hey guys, we got about three okay. seconds, so we'll have to get off. That, That's okay. bottom line. Is that yeah? <laughs> Right. Thank you. Yep, thank Goodbye. you. Yep. And uh, hey, you've been listening to Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning. Sorry to cut it so short, but uh, we just ran out of time. Tune back in next week, 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Reach me on my website, BullingtonCapital.com. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.